welcome to the show. Happy holidays. It's another great edition of Bring It In The House, where we spotlight greatness. That's musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. I'm your host, Millie Mills, and we have a great leader in the house. He's a, a published author of poetry, a voiceover artist as well. Let's give it up for Nolan P. Holloway Jr., a.k.a. known as Mr. Scribe. Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank welcome. You. Happy holidays. How are you? Yeah, doing doing fine. The weather's getting a little bit chilly, but I'm originally from New York, so it's not as cold here that it would be if I was home. Well, in New York, rather. But um, I'm doing here. fine. I'm doing well. Awesome, awesome! It's so good to have you on the show. I love, yeah, I love this show. I'm start, it's starting to grow on me. I used to, when I started the show two years ago, I was a little shy, and I'm still shy. But then I learned, I, you know, I feel like God helped me grow because it's not about me; it's all about you, you guys reaching out oh. and meeting extraordinary people. So I'm hey, so excited. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And what absolutely. part of New York are you from, Nolan? Um, I was born in the Bronx, but uh, my parents bought a house when I was about five or six years old. So I grew up in East Elmhurst, Queens. Folks don't know exactly where that is. I could basically walk from my parents' house to LaGuardia Airport. That's how close we were. You see the plane all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. You could just about walk there. How neat is that? And of course, I'm I'm sure you're a Giants fan, right? Absolutely, all New York. <laughs> I've been in Atlanta since 95, and everybody would tell me, oh, you live in Atlanta now? You got to be a Falcon fans." I said, I might live in Atlanta, but I represent New York. You represent New York. I know that's right. Well, you know, I'm a little biased because I have family in New York and Atlanta, so I love the Falcons oh. and I love the Giants. <laughs> what can I say? It's <laughs> all good, though. It's, I watch the Falcons when they when they play as well, because you know I don't see the Giants too often being here in Georgia, because you know I don't get those games. But yeah, I watch the Falcons, but I like football anyway. So yeah. anybody that's playing, I'm usually watching. You're a big football person. Okay. I love it. I love it. Sports. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And what high school did you attend in New York? Because we got to give a shout out to your alma mater. I went to W.C. Bryant High School in Woodside, New York. And I graduated. If I get get the year I graduated, folks going to know how ancient I am. I graduated from high school in 1976, the bicentennial. Our tassels were red, white, and blue. Wow. It was the I United like- States 200-year birthday. It was the year that I graduated from high school. I never would have guessed. 76? Wow. 1976, yep. You look very well. Year. Yeah, you look very well. I try to well. take care of myself, try to, try to live properly and don't eat right all the time, but I'm blessed. Really am. I'm blessed. I'm 64 now and I go to the gym. Haven't been in a minute, but I plan on going back and just try to keep myself active. Somebody told me a long time ago, I used to hear the older people say, keep moving. Don't be sedentary. Don't just sit around and yes. don't do anything. You got to walk or just get outside and walk down the street or just be active. That keeps your mind sharp and it just mm. keeps keeps you alive, keeps gives you a purpose of what, what, why you wake up in the mornings. That's right. That is so true. And you are a published author of poetry yes, oh, I am. and a voiceover artist. So tell us about your book. Let's 
let's take let's look at that cover real well, quick. Well, the first the, the first mm -hmm. the the genesis of that is when I was fifty one. I, at the time, I was single at that time. I had been divorced for a number of years, met someone, and just wrote a little simple rhymey poem, and she liked it. And that relationship ended, and I just went on with my life, went, you know, working, family, whatnot. When I turned 51, just came, I know it had to be a gift from God because it just came out of nowhere. I, I've read I was a reader, but I've never thought of myself as a writer. And the poems just poured out of me. I would just be at work, sitting at my desk doing my, because I do accounts receivable, so I'm on a computer. But on my breaks and lunch hour, I would just write. And I would just mm. write rhymes, and I would look up different poetry styles. And the thing, and once I got done with that, I had about 200 poems. What? So then I'm like, well, okay, what do I do with these poems, you know, I let family and friends read them and, oh, it sounds pretty good, but I know they didn't really know about poetry. So in a, being a tech head, I've been computers and all of that. I just mm -hmm. started searching the internet. I'm like, let me see if there's any poetry groups that's on the internet. I didn't realize that there were hundreds of them. Hundreds. So I picked one, Moontown Cafe. And the only rules of the room was, if you post a poem, you've got to critique two poems. So that made the room interactive. So I read some people's poems. I was a little nervous about posting. So one day I just said, you know what? I'm going to post one of my poems. So I just grabbed one, posted it on. And uh, a woman who I'm still friends with today, we've never met physically. She's a phenomenal poet. She lives in Connecticut. She gave the first feedback on what the poem that I posted, not just a like or yeah. I was good she really gave me an in-depth she says i think you have a gift i think that your, your writing is very good but you need to come outside of yourself because you're writing a lot of poetry about you you need to come out because you can help people so that encouraged me to continue to write the book genesis came about a friend of mine i used to work with in new york relocated to texas and she was an english major and she said you got all these poems. what are you going to do with them i'm like i don't know she said well why don't you write a book I said, well, I had no idea about how to go about writing a book. So again, the internet jumps in again. I started researching publishing companies. But when I started getting the prices of publishing, I was discouraged because yeah. it's a lot of money. It's kind of Again, yeah. God swoops in again. Another friend of mine that still lives in New York, um, I don't know how we, I think we connected on social media. And we started talking and I said, I've written some poetry. And she says, oh, that's funny because I started a small publishing company called Black Courant Press, and I do um, fiction and nonfiction books. And I said, well, I write poetry. She said, well, you know what? Send me three of your best poems and we'll see what happens. So I went through all the ones that I had, picked out the three that I thought was decent and sent them, emailed them to her. And a couple of days later, she called back and said, you didn't really write this, did you? Did you really? I said, yes, I wrote these. And she and I, she hired me on. We signed a contract. I worked with her for about six months. And that's where this book came from. This is the right. first book. This is your very first one. My very first Into My Rotation, a collection of scribes. And it's very introspective because a lot of the poems, I tried to pull them together. Okay, what's the theme? and pull out all the poems that kind of coincided with the theme of the book. And the title, Into My Rotation, came from my shop. I still shoot pool. We used to play pool every 
Friday and Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. The fellas together. My boy had a pool table, so we would shoot pool. So instead of going, well, what are we doing this weekend? I said, what's in your rotation for Friday? <laughs> We're going to play pool. So that's where the, the title came into my rotation, a collection of scribes. And instead of calling them poems, I call them scribes. Scribes. And then, yeah. yeah. And then instead of chapters, I said, I don't really want my first week to be typical where you just get a title in chapter one, chapter mm-hmm. two. I call them rotations first rotation, second rotation, rotation. third rotation, fourth rotation. And that's where the uh, genesis for the first book came. Mm-hmm. I, and I was looking at it here, and I saw it. Dun, dun, that's it's really nice. I love that the um, you know the cover. I love that. I designed the cover, by the way, too. I Did played you? Graphics. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I played around with some graphics, and I, oh, I saw wow. a staircase, and it, the staircase was rotating. So I said that would fit. So mm-hmm. that's how I came up, and she worked with me, and. Do, doing all the formatting, and I had a friend of mine, the friend, same friend that suggested that I write a book. She did the editing for me. Wow! Look at that! Look at God! It was meant. That was meant to oh, be. Look, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that this whole meeting Beverly, who was the publisher, meeting mm-hmm. Fran, who did the editing, mm-hmm. all of that was from him. And then here's the other part of that: it, the story just continues. The first set of author copies I got, I had them sent to my job because I didn't want anybody to mess with them if they were sent to my apartment. And the same day I got the copies was the, the day that my first grandchild was born, June the 4th. What? So Aww. when I got the package, I got the package that day. And later on, I was on my way to the hospital to see my first year. She was a preemie. So my first grandchild. So I knew. That it what was, year was year was this? That, I did. that was 80. What was that? What was Danielle born? Danielle was born in oh, I can't even remember her birthday at this moment, but she's 10. So just okay. take 22 months. Okay. 10. 2012, so, then. 2012. Yeah. 2012. 2012. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, that's the yeah. That's the you know, I have a published book too, and I published mine in 2012 as well. Seriously. Wow, see? See how the circle, it's, it's circle. just amazing how he connects people, how people yeah. come in and out of season in your life and you yeah. make connections. And when you look back, oh, there was a reason why I met this person. There's a reason why mm-hmm. this person was in my life. We know they come mm-hmm. and go, especially these days with all the different nuances that what we've gone through over the last, what, three years. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's real. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah, yeah, people come and go, and I uh, within the last three weeks, I've lost three loved ones, and it's uh, it's been kind of tough, but it's tough. It's tough. It's very <sighs> yeah. I've gone through. I've gone through a number within the last seven years. And my brother, um, my dad, twenty two years ago, last August, my mother, and it's and then I had a daughter so that I was estranged from for a number of years, and that she that'll it'll be the seventh or eighth anniversary and t- she was in pennsylvania and we still to this day don't really know what happened we just know that she was with her boyfriend they were in a rail yard or whatever and she was hit and they did an investigation but we never and i've come I had to it, 
that's one of the books too. One of the books was birthed out of my grief and going through that. And the thing is, I prayed about it and, you know, got the instruction from the Holy Spirit that yes. you may never find out, but one day we don't, you don't know, you might, it might be revealed to you. So that kind of helped me get through that rather than pining and getting it depressed. We know, Melly, about mental health these days. Oh, yeah. Where people oh, yeah. smiling. They're smiling. Hey, Millie, how you yeah. doing? I'm fine. And inside, you're being torn apart. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good example is the young man who passed away. Everybody's talking about DJ Twitch. Uh, Twitch. Yeah, and I remember him. Yeah, I remember watching. Do you think you can dance? And his first audition and how he was able to go through. He didn't win, but he made such an impression. He became part of the show. He went on from there to do the Ellen DeGeneres show. He um, toured with, because um, So You Think You Could Dance had a tour as well. And he was one yeah. of the dancers on the tour. So, and then he started his family. But no one knows what's inside of a person. God knows. But God we knows. as people, yeah. we make assumptions. We judge. We make yes. assumptions about people. She's mm -hmm. this. He's that. We have mm -hmm. no idea the, yeah. the, the, the things that people carry inside of them. Yes, that is so true. Rest in peace to DJ Twitch. Uh, his real name yeah. uh, is Stephen Boss, I believe. Yeah, mm -hmm. he had a beautiful mm -hmm. smile, and and everybody said the same thing. He was such a light. So rest in peace and prayers and condolences. You know, goes out to his family and his, his beautiful family. children. Yeah. yeah, so especially his children and 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 his yeah, because wife. they got to grow up now with maybe yeah. not knowing what their dad and they may blame themselves. Well, why did dad? Why did he that was. happen to him? Yeah. Did I have anything to do with it? To oh, do they're with gonna it. need some they're gonna need some um some some help with dealing with that mm -hmm. as they grow up. Yes, yes. So rest in peace. Um so back to you now. You were saying that uh okay, we know the first book is in into my rotation. Into right? my rotation. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And so you got two more books, correct? Yeah. The second book, as I continue to write the poems that I compiled for the first book was kind of introspective, romantic, things like that. Mm -hmm. This book, which is Journey to the Poetic Light, Illuminations, uh -huh. again, trying to, okay, the next book, okay, how do I pull all this together? All the poems have light themes. Inner light, what's in me, yes. out of luminance, the light that I see outside of myself, dim because we all are melancholy and we have those sad moments. But because I'm a believer, the last chapter of the book is new light because new light is that's like you sleep at night and you wake up and the sun is shining through your window. The darkness was there, but it was only temporary because that next morning. So new light, every all my poems, no matter if they're dark or melancholy or sad, always ends in light. And the reason why that is, is because it was revealed to me as I'm doing going through this journey, I already have the victory, no matter what I'm suffering through, what I'm going through. At the end of the day, we know who's in control and we know who, what he has in store for us if we persevere and stay on the path. So even though I go through tough times, I'm still a winner because at the end of the day, I'm going to win because yes, he's... So, yeah, because we all get, I mean, we all are not perfect. We all go through depression and suffering and those type mm -hmm. things. But we know at the end of the day, if we persevere, the rewards on the other side. This is just temporary right here. Yes. People get so caught up in the material we things do. of life. And all that. It's like, 
Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car, a nice house and things, but when you're wrapped up into it, it's only going to be here. You're only going to live a certain amount of time. Compare mm -hmm. that to each other. There's no yeah. comparison to it. No comparison. Well, they no say it's okay. it's okay to have things. Just don't let things have you. And we see that it's evident. Mm -hmm. But again, we really shouldn't be surprised because the word talks about all of these different things. People acting like they're all shocked and all taken aback about things. That's what's going on with the crime, with the yeah. um, suicide, with people's mentality mm -hmm. on how yeah. they, they look at things that are so wrong. I can see that they're so wrong, but to them, they don't see a problem. They don't have a they problem with it. That's right. They don't That's see right. it. They don't see it at all. They just see it as, hey, this is the norm. Do what you want to do. Have fun. Enjoy. Yeah. Go do everything you want to do that makes you feel. But I know that that empty mm -hmm. hole is not going to be filled by those things because I was I dwell I delved in certain things like that and I had to wake up one morning and go, you know what? That's not going to do it for me. Yeah, I know. And it's got to be something, a little more substance. That's just not going to do it. It's not yeah, a little bit it. more than that. A little yeah. bit more than just running around chasing after things. That's not yeah. going to get it. It's not going to do it. So I, with that, I just want to ask, where does your inspiration come from? You know, when you're doing your poetry, is it a little bit of, you know, what we're, just, we're talking about now, life experiences or or does Absolutely. it like, okay. Because sometimes people just like, boom, it just hits it. It's life. It's a little bit of everything. It's like everything. when I started writing, it was more of life experience. I was in a relationship. So some of the mm -hmm. romantic came from that. Uh, what my mom was going through, some of it came from that. What I was dealing with. And like if I'm driving to work one morning and when I leave from work, I have to I had to leave fairly early when I was driving into work and I would just see the sunrise as I'm driving down the highway. If I'm driving east, I would see the sun come up and it would just give me a certain feeling like. And then the words would come. So I'll be sitting, I'm about to hurry up and get to a piece of paper to write it down because I would forget. Yes. I would forget. It used to be yes. somewhat Millie where I would dream in poetry. I would dream in poetry in the words, but yeah. I never had a pad next to my a pad or pen. Yeah. Or I'll just walk outside the front of my house and I'll just do a reel on a Facebook Live of what I'm seeing. I look into the sky, I see the majesty of a sunset, the rising of the sun. And I mean, all these little things that some people notice, but some, a lot of people miss because they're so busy with every other thing. Mm -hmm. And just to walk, I live in a rural area, so I could just walk outside and look at the sky and just see, because it's dark out here, and just to see this, the, the heavens and the yes. stars and not yes. really say anything, just be quiet just be and quiet. just and just take it in. Take it so all that, in. That would that and to have people that have read my books give me feedback, like somebody have read read my book, like wow, this is this 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 one piece really touched me. This uh -huh. piece spoke to me. Those type of things is what kind of fuels the creative fire, as they say. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm putting the picture up there because you have three books. You got the life between the words into my rotation. That was the latest one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you just uh, released the one that says "Life Between the Words." Yeah, "Life Between the Words" is about two to three years old. Okay. "Life Between the Words." So when I wrote this book, this book is a, is basically me dealing with my grief. My mother was diagnosed oh, yeah. with cancer, um, multiple myeloma. So I would try to. She was in New York at the time, and my sister was teaching in New York, and my sister was a primary caregiver. 
when we live, we end up selling the house because she kept falling and then the dementia came on set. And then my sister had to take over the finances. I would go back and forth from home to try to do, but my sister was a primary caregiver and it took a toll on her. And yeah. um, then the death of my daughter, the death of my brother, my brother lived in Georgia. He moved from Seattle to Georgia and um, he had, he, I think he knew he had diabetes, but he just wasn't into doctors because he was misdiagnosed a long time ago. So he didn't do his due diligence as far as going to visit. And, and he would come play pool with us every week because we lived across the street from each other. And the guy that we played pool with, my childhood friend from New York, uh -huh. moved next door to my brother's wife. At the time, she lived there. They, they knew she knew him. And then my brother started dating her and, and she mentioned, oh, we have the neighbors next door. They sell the African-American art and his name is Kenner. My brother said, Kenner, do you know where they're from? I think he's from New York. So my brother walked over, knocked on the door and says, um, and his wife answered the door. And she said, yeah, he said, my name is Lawrence. I'm from East Elmhurst. She said, oh, my husband's from East Elmhurst. Come to find out, we all reconnected and we would go play pool at Omar's house because he had a pool table. So three guys from New York moved to Georgia at different times and ended up being in the same circle. The same circle. Ooh, that yeah, is, that's, that's, you know, that's God too. I, you know, everything is orchestrated. I truly believe is. that. I and, really and believe that, it. And that book, Life Between the Words, was just, it had to come out. I mean, I got pieces in there about my daughter, I have pieces about me thinking about my brother in a metaphoric type of way, uh, yeah. pieces about my mom, the pain that I've had to deal with is going through the things that I had to go through. So that's where life between the words came from. Yeah, awesome. And of course, you you are a published author, but do you you know perform at some of those events like the spoken word? Yeah, yes, yeah, you're on point, <laughs> Millie. As a matter of fact, last Saturday, um, I have a friend of mine. Her name is Davida the Poet. She mm -hmm. has open mics over the years, and she had the last one of 2022 last week. And I had been, you know, with the pandemic, I hadn't done anything. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get up and go. And I went and I did a new piece that I had written that last Saturday night, like around this time last Saturday, I was at I was at the shows in downtown Atlanta. So I'm getting mm -hmm. back into. I was doing it before. I mean, yeah. I would you know get in front. If you can see, I'm kind of an outgoing, extroverted type of person. That's so it's great. Nothing for me, it's nothing for me to get up in front of an audience and speak. Mm -hmm. I don't get nervous or anything yeah. like that. I've just kind yeah. of always been that way. That's wonderful. I sometimes I get shy. I don't know. I think I'm an ambivert. Have you heard of that? That's <laughs> no, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> it's a balance of extrovert being an extrovert and an introvert, and it's in the middle. It's a balance between the two. But it, does that depend on what situation you're in, whether you're one or the other? Sometimes it does, yes. Oh, okay. Sometimes it does. <laughs> but I also wanted to touch on your voiceover artist, and I am too, and I have a reel oh. and stuff. I was like, that's okay. This is why he's on the show. I can relate to you in a lot of areas. So tell us about how you got started. When did you realize that you go, I'm a voiceover well, artist? Over, over, the, over the years, people had kept telling me, man, you have a radio voice. You should, you should mm -hmm. be on the radio. And I never really paid much attention to it. Um. Then maybe a few years ago, my voice got very raspy and I'm like, what's going on? I don't smoke or anything like that. And 
again, God came in again. I was seriously sick in March of last year. I had a serious bacterial infection and I almost died. Oh, I was no. in the hospital for two weeks. They had to put a breathing tube down my throat. And mm -hmm. the way the situation happened, I mean, I had, it was Emory and I had excellent doctors. What happened was I had an implant that broke and it got infected and my whole, the infection affected my whole face. And he said, if you didn't come to the hospital when you came, you probably wouldn't be here. But again, God kind of pushed me, the Holy Spirit pushed me to go because I said, something's not right. I could hardly swallow. Went to the, um, I guess those, not the actual hospital, but the clinics that they have, the local yeah, clinics. Yeah, there's one not care. too far from me. And when the doctor looked at me and took x-rays, she said, no, you're going to the hospital. I don't like what I'm looking at. I got put in the ambulance, went to ICU, had MRIs, et cetera. When they did that, when they did the surgery, I had, uh, it was supposed to be four surgeries, only had three, thank goodness. Okay. What happened was they found a, a, um, a, um, a cyst in my larynx. <clears throat> so oh. once they took that out, this is how my voice sounded. Because I was Chris, wanting to do voice. Everybody was, before, before I found out that I had that, everybody, you got a great voice. But then my voice became raspy. And I wanted to get into voiceovers, even with that, because I mm -hmm. went and took a couple of lessons with a coach. And he said, your voice might be usable because you have a different, unique sounding voice. But then I was so happy when they found it and I had the operation not too long after I got past the major surgery and had that done. And once my voice came back, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. So I saw again, internet is great. So I researched and uh, my wife bought me a USB mic. A blue, what was it a blue Yeti? I'm online mm -hmm. practicing yeah. recording and stuff. So as I research further, it's like, well, a USB mic really doesn't work that well for voiceovers. You have to get an XLR with a preamp. Or well, a, let, let's, uh, let's not to interrupt because we're almost out of time, but I want them to hear what you sound like. I have it. Okay, no yeah, and let, I just started getting into it and started studying. <laughs> I wish that this Christmas leave you with the most special memories to cherish. Wishing you a perfect Merry Christmas. May God shower you with new opportunities and lots of blessings. With the festive season of Christmas, I pray for your success and joy. I wish that this Christmas leave you with the most special memories to cherish. Wishing you a perfect Merry Christmas. May God... All right, so let's listen to the other one. The mission of okay. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital is to advance cures and means of prevention for pediatric catastrophic Second diseases one, through research and treatment, consistent with the vision hmm. of our founder, Danny Thomas. We'll no come back to that one. But I also want to race, share, I, I was religion, able to find your, family your uh, promo video on YouTube. I'm going to play that oh, regarding your book. So this is what is called Tiffany Sweet, Progression and Regression. And Moving forward and making changes. Past the tugs at the edges of my mind. Mind battles between cloudy and confusion which leave me barren and frustrated because I know where the help is. Headaches. Available for me to tap into. 
we all Having wish they would go away. There to is a solution, etc. To a rational situation. I just take two words, no more out tension, that make no more no throbbing, to no more pain. The brain calculates My headache to one that I speak gone. to has no idea what is happening. Snow, Think I'm tripping. Started the day on the progressive, thinking positive, and looking to making my day joyous. I don't even understand the process, so how can I explain it all the to the person that wants to be all involved? White progression pulls forward, regression backwards, up the meet the balance towards him of the opposite the to keep my sanity intact. No, I'm not strength. crazy, he saw but that the it was a is slipping, slowly who, who slipping. Goes there? You know the you can. Can you to know his you? Surprise, a gentle voice responded, It is I, Maria, a calf who has found herself far from home. The mission of St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital is to advance cures and means of prevention for pediatric catastrophic diseases through research and treatment, consistent with the vision of our founder, Danny Thomas. No child is denied treatment based on Yay! race, religion, or family. That was really nice. Yeah. That was good. And if you heard my voice in that tone, that was good. That's what I had. And I didn't know I had it at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it was raspy. I mean, time, you know, when you're having fun, we should have done an hour. (laughs) You know what we got to do? We got to salute the family, though, before we get out of here. We got to hear you. Yeah, there's your beautiful wife. We all get that. That's your sister. We all wish they would go away. Okay. There is a solution. I saw, wait, a picture of the children. I just take two. And there's no more attention now. No more the ones driving, the, the, the grants no are the two ones with the jackets, so all with the red jackets. The mm-hmm. one sitting down is Chase, fresh Liam, the, the one sitting next to him, that's Ari the and Brielle. Those four are my grand. The sprawling Aww. Signed to himself <laughs> and said, Ooh, man, that's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Lots of beautiful grandkids. You are very blessed. All of a sudden, I was trying to see if it was one more picture, but time just ran out. Nolan. We've no had problem. so much fun. Thank As you so much for tuning up for joining us. And, and thank you guys, strength. ones who tune into the show. This is, who, of who course, there? published the white uh, author of poetry to his and voiceover artist, Nolan voice P. Holloway Jr. Mr. I, Scribe. Marie, <laughs> thank you so much. Do you have a quick shout out? from home. And it's trademark. I saw that. Yeah, I like to shout out to everyone who tuned in. in. I like to thank Millie Mills for giving me the opportunity to be on her platform and hopefully collaborate on some things and be the future. And just remember, no matter how dark it gets, the family ability to pay. Yes, you heard that. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Happy holidays. Bring it in the house.